So this this seems like a good good time to pause and point out that Ryan's bottle of tequila is now half drank. I've had some tequila while we've had this discussion. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode. Shows that sucked and shows that blowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Featuring the VIPs of SBTV, Austin G and Dr. DB with our AT&C money. Weird TV is their specialty. It might be all four, just one, two, or three. Cause they're old and kind of busy. So go get ready and take a peek. So set your phases to download the rarity that we have bestowed. Special moments no one would have showed. Open your body holes cause you're gonna get told Grab yourself a drink and let's unload In a very special episode Hello and welcome to a very special episode The podcast which reviews very special episodes of your favorite Friday night shows from when you were a kid I am your host, Austin Gorton and joining me this week while not having sex is David Bitsenoffer. And joining us live via shoe phone is Carolyn Maine. <laughs> and finally, sleeping in a pile of leaves is Ryan Alexander Tanner. But he's having sex in that pile. I was going to say, I wanted to be clear that I, I we all couldn't wait <laughs> to make that joke. Well, if this is America, and if I can't have sex in a pile of leaves, then or send me back clips. to Europe. <laughs> Are we counting have sex as J-O, too? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, Ryan's sex life just took a precipitous drop. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know we were going to get all pedantic about this. Oh, you did? <laughs> Why didn't you know that? This is our show. Didn't, didn't know it. This week, we are spearing Ryan's white whale <laughs> and, discuss- and discussing Full House. Specifically, Season 7, Episode 2, The Apartment, in which eldest daughter DJ doesn't sleep with her boyfriend Aladdin, but gets the same (laughs) amount of shit from her dad as if she did. While the latest installment of Joey and Jesse are fucking idiots involves a cement mixer, and Michelle wanders around whining about not having a hobby, because by the seventh season you couldn't not shoehorn in at least a superfluous Michelle plot into every episode of this fucking show. Oh yeah, and she never even gets a hobby, does she? No, she really doesn't. It doesn't get resolved. Nope. I just Are you realized. shocked, Ryan? I, shocked. I just noticed that. I just watched this like 20 minutes ago. So, so I want to start off by saying, after after giving Carolyn some much-deserved oh, crap what? in our previous episode... You're uh-huh. still my thunder here, Austin. <laughs> uh, this, this is also not... A very special episode in a in any kind of traditional sense, but I feel like it deals with an issue. It does deal with an issue, and and I guess Ryan, we'll start with you. Yeah, you you can give a little bit of background about why specifically we're discussing this sure. episode, and you can use that as a as a segue into into your relationship <laughs> with Full House, since yeah. it is the most complicated relationship of everyone here. Yeah, so apologies to any if of our listeners don't know what we're talking about, but um, that's how we met, me and Austin and David. I knew Carol before that, but I wrote a blog called Full House Reviewed, where I reviewed an episode of Full House every week. I did it anonymously, 
Um, and uh, it was it was pretty fun. Uh, and I did it. Uh, my whole premise was that Full House is like the worst show ever. Like really <laughs> aggressively obnoxious show, which I maintain. Uh, and this episode, I would call this a special episode. It deals with an issue, and I was thinking. Uh, so we're doing this TJF run, and we sort of floated the idea of like, oh, maybe we should do Full House because I kind of vowed to never watch it again. I would say, yeah. Basically, the the rotation sort of fell to me, where it was like, if we're gonna do Full House in this in this first little run of of a TJF marathon, I'm gonna be the one hosting it. And so then you and I talked, Ryan, yeah. about are you on board for visiting <laughs> Full House? Yeah. And what would be what would be the terms required to do so? Yeah, because um. I do feel like writing that blog, part of what it did was cured my, like, when Full House was on, I would always watch it, and I hated it, and that was a lot of what made me want to write about it. I was like, what's going on, you know? Why do I like to hate this show so much? And I would say that writing Full House Reviewed has made me into a person that if Full House is on, I will not watch it. Like, I haven't, we did Hecklevision. You did that too, right, Carol? Yeah. There's a thing called Hecklevision in Portland where you, like, text, uh, jokes that go up on the screen in a theater and we did a full house event so i watched it that time and other than that i haven't seen full house since i finished the blog but anyway this one was one where uh i felt like it did deal with an issue and in the way i was pretty flippant in my dealing with it on the blog as i was with most things but i do feel like there's important points that could be derived from the narrative of this episode that i would like to discuss that i think i when i thought about like a uh, a full house reviewed blog i would want to take a mulligan on it was this one in terms of just how i talked about it as an issue and things like that because i think there's a good discussion to be had there that's why i i said let's do this one and and i was willing to go along with it because i wanted to keep ryan on board <laughs> and, and have and have him return to full house well i'll tell you in what some, in some context cuz i think the definitive full house episode we talked about this is when papuli dies i feel like i said my piece about it on the blog but if we get an overwhelming response i would say we would probably discuss that on this show yeah, yeah. and i would like to do at the very least uh DJ's eating disorder episode, mm. though, though certainly you could tap out of that one if if you wanted. Sure, to. I'm well, starting we'll... to see who's the Jesse and who's the Rebecca between you two. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Ryan does have an exceptional ass <laughs> and hair. <laughs> uh, Carol, what is your relationship with Full House? Oh, gosh, well, I didn't write Ryan's blog. I did read it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's where I admit at all. Here... Here's where I admit that Carol ghost wrote my whole blog. I've been taking <laughs> credit for her writing. Feather to just steal from your I know. All that money you didn't make that I also didn't make <laughs> from writing that blog. For the audience at home, I might be pouring a drink. As you said, that was very I'm good. drinking tequila to get through this. It's true. I did read all of Ryan's blog in like two or three weeks. I caught him because it was over and I just slammed him down. It was fun because I was living with roommates that I hated and it helped me have something to hate along with him was Full House. So I liked that a lot. watched it a lot as a kid. Uh, Mm -hmm. Something about the grainy quality of the cameras and just like the smooth sacks and the color palette just brings me back into like almost a vegetative state. Mm-hmm. But I like that. Uh, it's great to dissect it and see where it's wrong. I have a lot of opinions about tonight's psychosexual nightmare. So. <laughs> yeah. Just really ready to dive in. It's really complicated what's wrong with this show. 
<laughs> it's really like layered. Uh, David, what is your relationship with Full House? Uh, I watched it uh, growing up in TGIF. This is like when someone says Woo! TGIF, this is what I think of as Full House above all else. And I remember I watched a whole bunch of it. Uh, as I got older, I think I was in Ryan's position of like anytime it was on, I was like, oh, I should check this out. Uh huh. But I didn't need to write a blog, although I read a blog about it. <laughs> like, eventually, I'm just like, nothing happens in these shows. Like I, and then eventually, I just couldn't handle it anymore. And now, like, if I'll see it on TV. I can still, like, turn it on, but I can't make it through about five minutes before being like, I can't do that. You know, I might as well just, I don't know, rip my toenails out or something. Unwatchable. Yeah, yeah. And and I guess, and I understood, like, when Ryan first started the blog, and and Austin and I were on the ground floor of that. We were, like, the super fans before they were super fans. But, uh... (laughs) Before it was cool. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We were the Full House-reviewed hipsters, I think. How many episodes (laughs) in did you two join up? It was still first season. Was Was it? Yeah. Eight or nine. It was whenever the first Christmas episode was. Oh, right. Yeah, Yeah, you guys are definitely among the very first, like, regular Mm -hmm. commenters. Yeah, and I remember I had a regret, because, but I didn't think it was a big deal at the time. Like, I was, like, probably the first person to be like, oh, wait until this shows up. And oh, <laughs> you were the first person who would talk about upcoming episodes and make comments on them. Technically, it was only <laughs> once, and it was more of a question because you said, like, the Christmas episode was your least favorite and there was only one other moment. And then I was like, uh, I'm sure it's the Jesse video, so I just, the, his music video. So oh, yeah. Up there. And it wasn't, and then I didn't think much of it at the time, but then when everybody started like being like, oh, next episode, this is when all that, anyways. Well, uh, sometimes sometimes people would like pre-heckle upcoming episodes, Yeah, and it's like, dude, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. It felt much more intimate at the time, since I was like the only person commenting on that post. <laughs> well, and also because you and I were laying in bed together while you wrote those comments. Yeah. Was I was stroking your hair. <laughs> uh, but I remember from your blog, like when you first talked about the show, like maybe at an intro post or something, it was like it's fascinating to watch because you remember it being so popular, yet nothing about it seems like it would be interesting to anybody when you watch it. Yeah, like I don't get it. Just you know, there's just a lot more stuff on TV now. You just have to remember there were way less shows. Yeah, then. but then it's uh-huh. like there's. But it was just so aggressively uninteresting, though, when you yeah. watch it, and you're like, they like you. It's we did Saved by the Bell reviewed, and Saved by the Bell made sense in that it was just a kids show, so of course the writers don't give a crap. Mm-hmm. But then you get this thing, and it just feels like, did they even have writers? Did they need them? Like, <laughs> and yet it was a hit, though. Like millions of people were watching it, and yet no plots went anywhere or any interesting. And anyways, that's kind of my thoughts on the show so you're saying full house your favorite show yeah basically you know i can't make it through five minutes of it anymore without just being bored Uh senseless and changing the channel but my favorite best show of all time (laughs) but it is my favorite show (laughs) it was a similar Um, time (laughs) yes yeah like david uh this this is the show i think of first and foremost when i think of tgif which is kind of funny because it it certainly other TJF shows were part of TJF far mm-hmm. longer than Full House because they eventually moved it off onto its own night because it was such a huge hit. But anyway, yeah, I think of Family Matters to me. That's the definitive yeah, TJF yeah. show. 
Perfect Strangers um, is one of the earliest ones, thereby <laughs> the most definitive. <laughs> <laughs> this is like one of those what kind of person are you questions. Yeah, exactly. What's the definitive exactly. TJF show? Uh, certainly this is the TJF show that I feel like I watched the most of, um, probably in part just because of the timing of it in that it, it was on and ended right around the same time that I had moved on to kind of other shows. Whereas something like family matters, I caught the beginning of, but towards the end I had moved on to other things. Um, and also this is probably the, the TGIF show I know the best just because it's been in constant syndication rotation and like Ryan and, and, uh, and everybody else, I watched it in syndication on reruns and Nick at night and all that crap over and over and over again. <laughs> and then I discovered Ryan's blog while I was writing a post on David and I's website, mm-hmm. uh, a, a post about Christmas episodes. And I don't even remember exactly what i'd have to go back and look at the post but i was basically doing a google image search for something from the full house christmas episode and ryan's post on the full house Christ- first full house christmas episode came up but wasn't i thought it was bubba the turtle that came up oh bubba I, the turtle maybe it was bubba the turtle like I, that was the only one that came up in the search despite that it wasn't like what are your yeah maybe at? that maybe that could have been it one way or another a google image search for full house christmas got me to ryan's website and then i read the post it was like this guy's fucking hilarious oh, so that i <laughs> shared so that i shared it with dave it was like you should check out this blog i started reading i went back and read all the the lead-ins and so then we just kind of went from there and that's that's why we're that's why we're here that's why we're all here today and who thought one day that blogger would suck your penis i know i kind of had a suspicion (laughs) (laughs) well david we were laying in bed together uh yeah so that's full house um before we dive into the episode wait so austin do you like full house Oh yeah. Um no, it kind of, <laughs> uh you much much as your project broke full house for you, it kind of did for me too. Oh. Which is that like I can still I could still like watch a few minutes. Like I watched this episode, it wasn't like I like had to drink extensively. I drank extensively, but I didn't have to drink extensively yeah. <laughs> to get through it. Um and I can watch a few minutes here or there, but I definitely think of it more in terms of like what you said about it and like the running jokes that you created as far as like the different characters and things like that and all of that is in my mind far more than what's Mm. happening on the show and then just all of the like oh here's another example of of jess of joey being the worst and here's another example of jesse being a fucking layabout no good nick and uh, here's michelle stealing the spotlight it's like you can't unsee that stuff you're just like oh i watch the shit and i'm been, just like oh yeah, <laughs> once it's all been pointed out to you so consistently and with such vitriol <laughs> to, to like not see it and get mad about it too and so it's kind of broken it which which is fine because it's not a good show and i don't need to be spending my time watching it <laughs> yeah writing that blog didn't do that for me i just always saw it that way i just was telling it like I saw it. <laughs> yeah, I always, I guess when I watched it before, pre Full House Reviewed, it was more of a like, this isn't a very good show, but it's comforting. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like, 
this is an awful, awful piece of shit show. <laughs> yeah, now when I see it, I'm just like, I just, I don't want to watch this. That's like my only feeling. It's like, I don't, I'm done. I don't want to watch this. So, uh, the episode begins with a cold open in which uh, Jesse, uh, or Jermsey, as as we once called him <laughs> back on Ryan's that, block. That was your invention. I never called him <laughs> that. Did it ever catch on, or is that just what uh, he tries to push? I, I used it a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, because Austin had his whole own thing going. Because um, he gets called Jersey by accident in like a newspaper. It's like a writing yeah. about his wedding with Rebecca Donaldson, and so we just like called him Jersey for that. I don't know where Jersey, how it evolved I don't even. Yeah, I don't even. I didn't even remember where Jersey came from. Uh, that was where Jersey was, and I think it may have got sick or something. I don't know, that was your thing. And then you would get other people in the comments to comment like you and stuff. It was a whole thing. Anyway, let's uh, so, let's not just like suck our own dicks all the time. I know, right? So Jesse <laughs> well, so Jesse Only literally. Hey, if it's good if it's good enough for former White House staffers, it's good enough for, for us. David yeah. missing ribs Bitsenhofer. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Jesse is playing doctor with his hideous Moppet children. Well, and, is that what uh, the... Oh, okay, go on. Never mind. Well, and, and, and they they play doctor. I mean, they play doctor, not like sexual doctor. Like, <laughs> I was not going there at <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, you were, David. Sexual, out of the sexual doctor is one of my favorite softcore VHS tapes. No, I he's, just... he's like, oh, I'm sick, and then his kids come up with like doctor toys, and they're like heal him or something i don't know yeah i so, just know that after that the kids say they want hussy yeah which i think means horsey because his kids can't speak right <laughs> so, oh, so yeah. yeah so this is so, okay because the cold opens originally were michelle doing stuff yeah right and every week they just be like oh look the baby can pick up a ball or something and that would be <laughs> they just build a gag around it so then she got old and really ugly and they're like fuck we gotta get some new kids in this show so they got these twins, and they can't do anything. So all the pre-credits gags at this point are just them like, ah, 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 and they're like, oh yeah, you want to go to the park oh, or whatever, you know? And uh, it's pathetic. It just doesn't. They also they all desperately need a haircut because they're like a, a year and a half old, and their hair is down past their shoulders. Their hair is they, two and a half years old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the behind-the-scenes story was like. They were interviewing, so to speak, or, you know, I'm trying to think of the right term, but Audition. auditioning. Yeah, that's it's better. An auditioning. Actor word. Yes. <laughs> auditioning for, uh, for the part or whatever, these kids. And, like, these two went up to John Stamos and sat on his lap. And based off of that, they decided they should hire them. Ew. Hmm. Yeah. Not, not, not knowing that they couldn't put two syllables together that made sense. So. They're like, I'm sure that they're fine with words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I have an irrational hatred of, of Jesse and Becky's kids. And I have since, like, even when I was a kid and they were on the show, I was like, who are these fucking kids? They're not funny. Get them out of here. Well, the I, thing is, is that because I don't hate them as much as I hate, like, Michelle, who I really hate. But um, it just feels like it's not even TV quality when these kids are on. It feels like you're watching your friend's shitty video he took with his phone. Like, oh, look, my kids can almost say a word. And they're like, blah, blah. And you're like, how long is this? But it's on a fucking TV show that everyone watched. And there's lights and sets and people got paid for this. I remember just being confused 
because there's the Olsen twins who just played one character. Right. And I was told it was because of, like, child labor laws. Yeah. And so, but then they decide to get more kids, but now they make them twins. And they are twins. Well, they're, they're, they're like, quadruplets, you David. The there's four of them. Of child labor laws. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't you need a quadruplets at least? Or maybe triplets? That might work as twins, but... I always felt like it was, like, a stepping it up thing. Like, when you see a sequel, like, yeah. of a movie, it's like a spaceship fight. And then the sequel's like... A shitload of spaceships fight, you know? So they were like, we're so good at having ugly kids on our show that we're going to have twins. We don't even need twins to play one ugly kid. We'll just both be on the screen. Ugly kids who can't enunciate. Yeah. Yeah, they were like... It was so annoying because you had Michelle, and then she kind of started to grow to where she could enunciate, kind of. Kind of. Kind of. But then, like, they popped you with two new babies, and it's, like, starting Mm. all the way at the very fucking beginning again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just want to know how they got past the child labor laws, that's all. They had 100 of those baby boys. (laughs) They did. (laughs) They were clone. It was a clone. (laughs) If you look, it's just a paper mask. (laughs) <laughs> well, and well, and they ended up with so many, there was kind of an unfortunate incident once the show got canceled to uh, get rid of the excess babies, but, you know. Yep. Well, and now I'm picturing, I'm picturing your triplet scenario, David, <laughs> where two of the three are characters on the show, but the third one just has to sub in yeah. for one of the, one of the other two and has like a whole hang up because they're the like extra kid. <laughs> they don't get a definitive, uh role right like one is tommy and one is johnny and the other one plays either tommy or johnny it doesn't get it he doesn't have a name they call him exactly. baby understudy oh, that's a sad name. <laughs> hey god damn it it's almost lunch get baby understudy in here now <laughs> we gotta have these babies say gibberish for the sake of a bit before lunch so then we get our our opening credits and our our jazzy Miller Boyette theme song. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll just note before that he's playing horsey with the kids and he just says, "Good thing I don't play this with Doctor Fishman." Yeah, that's brilliant, yeah. and yeah. that's not a joke. So that's all yeah. I'm saying. I feel, <laughs> thanks for bringing like, it up. <laughs> I feel like this. I feel like this episode name drops random medical professionals of the Tanner family more than most because it. Danny does it again later in the episode. And it's a different doctor? It's a different doctor, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the theme song, probably the best thing about this show. Mm, not, yeah. that it's, not that it's by any means the best of the TGIF theme songs. Or even still, any good at all. Yeah, but still probably the best thing about this show. Yeah. It's really it's banging. Catchy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of an earworm. Scene one, Danny is doing his OCD cleaning thing yep. as... DJ and Kimmy come in and they were out shopping because neighborhood bicycle Kathy Santoni Ooh. is not only married but having a baby. Yeah, wait, There's so much to unpack right now. Immediately. <laughs> they're, they're juniors in high school, right? I yeah. Think that's yes. what I figured out. And, and one of them is married now? Well, so yes. one thing is I'm shocked and I... I, I don't really remember much about Full House, but I still have some things. Like, I didn't know before I wrote the thing that I wouldn't have known that Kathy Santoni is a recurring character. Like, she's around mm-hmm. early on. Like, you see that yeah. character. And I think you only see her a couple times at the beginning, but she's referenced forever, if I recall yeah. correctly. 
Um, but yeah, she's like the first girl with boobs, right? Isn't that? Yeah, I think there's that. I think like in the second season, they're like, Kathy Santoni, where's bro? Or something like that. And that she's sort of <laughs> that girl. So, but, so should we assume that Kathy Santoni got knocked up and then got engaged? Well, I guess I'd, I'd say that that's the assumption, but I also feel like in any other normal show, she would just be having a baby. Yeah, that's what it but should this, be, right? Right, but this show is so goddamn squeaky clean yeah. that even a like quadrinary character at best, who's appeared maybe once and been mentioned a handful of times, yeah. not even she could have a child out of wedlock because <laughs> the show is so squeaky clean. So they have to be like, oh, well, she's having a baby, but it's okay, she's married already. Yeah, it's and fucking it's weird. Well, it's like you can't make teen marriage G-rated. Like, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Like, should we assume that they got married before they had sex? I guess. By this show's standards. I don't think we should at all. I think we should break these patriarchal chains and let teenagers fuck or finger bang in the comfort of their own homes. I think that's true in real life, but we're viewing this through the lens of Full House. Yeah, in any realistic Mm. universe, they were totally banging and they wouldn't have gotten married. Thank but you, in the David. full house universe, I think yeah, we're that's... meant to assume they got married and then had relations after that. Strictly missionary style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like real for quick. For the purpose of procreation. You know? Yep. Oh, yeah, like 35 seconds and then and then she was knocked up and they never had sex again. It's possible that the Lord put a baby in Kathy <laughs> Santoni and oh then God. this selfless young man decided to marry her. Ryan, based on what we know of Kathy Santoni, do you believe she would have been pure enough to receive a child from the Lord? She didn't I get just, boobs. She had boobs first. I just feel like it's um all it's all immaculate conceptions in this world of Full House. <laughs> oh my god. I can't even this is too psychosexual. I'm saving it up for later. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna note that so she, in some order she got married and knocked off. And DJ and Kimmy are going to the baby shower. Yes. Which I would then presume they went to the bridal shower. Probably. Which would probably mean that Danny should already know about this. Danny doesn't know a lot of shit that he should already... Like, he's thinking he heard about Kat Santoni, especially since they're not even trying to hide it from him. And then in a minute, we're about to learn about Steve's apartment. Sorry to jump ahead. But you're yeah. like, Danny would have heard that Steve got an apartment. Yeah. Like, he already lives there. He would have been like, hey, help me move my dresser, you know? Like, <laughs> like Steve spends all of his fucking time with his head in their fridge. He never once mentioned that he was getting an apartment before. Yeah. I just think it would have come up, like, organically, even. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, yes, that's that's the next truth bomb that uh, the DJ drops on Danny. Not only is her high school peer married and knocked up, <laughs> but after she goes to this baby shower, DJ is going to her college-aged boyfriend's apartment well and so the kathy santoni pregnancy is supposed to kind of set a tone for this episode but it's like that's the full extent that they talk about teen pregnancy as a thing like this episode treads so lightly on the things that it's trying (laughs) to talk about that it becomes like uh cartoonish or something yeah it's just you don't even know what they're if they are trying to say anything or they they don't take a position at all. I don't know. <laughs> it's just very unrealistic. Yeah. So with the premise of our A plot established, we move into scene two to set up our B and C plots. 
Question for you. Yes. Jo- Joey is on the couch. Oh! He is meditating. <laughs> what what is more annoying? I... Joey Joey meditating or the dumbass beret? It's the beret for some reason. It's... it's the beret, right? Well, the stupid look on his face cuz he's supposed to be happy. Yeah, I think it's just Joey himself that is oh. the most annoying. But it's one of those things where you're like, I couldn't possibly hate Joey more. <laughs> and then he's got a beret on. And you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck! For no reason. Like, I was expecting it to turn into some sort of, like, lame-ass French joke or something. And it's just, nope, he's just wearing a beret. It's his meditation beret. I, I guess? <laughs> like, for real, like, I I know we hate a lot of people on this show or whatever. But, um, and, you know, like, we talked about Save by the Bell. And I'm like, oh, I hate Screech. Uh, and we kind of laughed at his pain. But, like, I don't wish him ill, really, oh, uh, Dustin Diamond. But jo- I I hate him, like, as a person. Like, I hate him. It's personal. Like, I I would be sad if anyone heard this that was on the show and had hurt feelings. Like, if I don't want to hurt um, Bob Saget's feelings on a personal level. But uh, Joey, I really hate him. Like, I want him to be upset and have a bad life. Do you <laughs> hate him more than Alanis Morissette? I do, and I wrote a song about it. Do you want to hear how it goes? Yes, they do. <laughs> uh, stick around till after the credits. <laughs> well, I was gonna say. Well, I was about to move on to the part where Jesse comes in, right? Okay, so before we do that, right. quick quick sidebar. I know Ryan's answer to this. Carol and David rank Joey Screech Urkel. Oh. Um, in terms of uh, if I have fuck to Mary kill, fuck scene. Mary kill. Oh. oh yeah, there we go. Fuck, fuck, Mary, kill, God. screech, Urkel, Joey. God, God, <laughs> God. Okay, uh, I think God. I think I'd have to marry Urkel. Oh my yeah, God. Urkel has um incredible like earning power through his science. Yeah. He's ingenious. <laughs> He's a genius. Like, I mean, his doppelganger is pretty suave, so I yeah. get some time with that periodically. But, I mean, Urkel does have something to offer. Like, he's a klutz and stuff, but he's actually incredibly intelligent. And then I think it I think it would have to be fuck Screech and kill Joey. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. <laughs> I can't say any of these words. David, how about you? Uh, is death an option? Yeah. Like, you pass on all three and just kill yourself? Oh. Yes. No! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I <laughs> Well we talk about Urkel's earning power But are you subtracting the amount of damage You'll do <laughs> sure. Well the thing is too is Urkel is the only one of them Like that I could respect You know like if I had to be married to one of these guys Like Urkel I would be like Okay you have a lot wrong with you But you got like a you got a good heart, and does he? Well, he needs to learn a lot about consent, but he means <laughs> well. Oh, just so this little thing, you know, called heart. consent. No, I know he has a lot to I'll learn. Bring you down. He has a lot of growth to do, but well, he's. I mean, David, look at it this way: I, Joey, Joey inadvertently destroyed their kitchen in this episode. Spoiler he alert! He did. True. No, they're all very destructive. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I think I. All right. I, I'm definitely killing Screech. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he's a bad human being. And he's You're going to let Joey it. live? Well, well, Joey's a fuck-up. Screech could be the next Hitler. So <laughs> so you got to really nip that in the bud. Hmm. 
I don't really and then understand I'd probably that. Fuck Joey, and I guess Mary Urkel, and then hope he turns into Stefan Urkel and <laughs> stays that way. Be a little better. All right, Carol, I'm gonna help. I'm, I'm gonna just, for your benefit, reiterate here. We're we're talking the characters, not the actors. So you don't have to worry about like skeevy Dustin Diamond here. This is Screech or the character. Joe White, he's got domestic violence. Oh yeah, charges. I know. We learned. Some yeah, I, stuff I know, about but him. we didn't. We didn't read a whole right, book about so that. It's so characters. it's a little less. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't read it, it didn't happen. <laughs> no, I just meant it's it doesn't hit quite as close. Like we don't know all the like sort of details <laughs> off the top of our head. What you're saying is he didn't introduce Disney Finger to exactly. us. Exactly. Oh God, I forgot about that. He's gonna do that on the honeymoon. <laughs> and then he's gonna dirty Sanchez you and beat the shit out of Horshack. But that's but that's what I'm making clear here is you're you're not uh, choosing between Disney Finger Diamond. You're choosing <laughs> with Screech. Do I stay Screech, yes. in the show of the land that I marry? No, this is like real life. No, it's like your life is the same, <laughs> but you're you either married in their episode or, or mine. They're in yours. Like, they okay. come into your... Let's say you stay in Portland and they have to move here to do these things with you. Oh, like, if you marry God. any of them, they'll move into your house. Like, really you'll have the same house. my life. This is awful. Yeah. Um, are any of them rich? Already? They're just who they are on the show. Like, so, you know, whatever you saw on the show. So Joey, if you married him, he'd move out of the full house. He lives like in his friend's basement, and he'd come and live with you. I think no. Uh, I think we'd move to a different floor in the full house. Yeah. You have that option. You can move. Just answer. Come on. What's your answer? <laughs> I can't. It's so loathsome. Um, I'm pretty sure if I fucked, well, I'm gonna commit a sex crime because Urkel and Screech are underage. Well, come on. This is flexible. Oh, really? Yeah, this is their 18-year-old self. They just turned 18, yeah. This okay. is college year Screech and uh, 18-year-old Urkel. I just can't tell. I just can't. It's like, it's a perfect nebula of pain. I'm going to say that I would kill uh, <laughs> Urkel All because right. I think he's going to be a Hitler, too. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's going to be like a science Hitler. So for the greater good... Then I'm gonna. Oh no! Then I'm gonna. <laughs> then I'm gonna. Um. Then I'm gonna fuck Screech. Oh no! And then. I, and then I'm gonna marry Joey, and I'll what? kill him what? in the night. Yeah, yeah. No, that's valid. That's valid. Don't worry. Joey's Joey's just a fuck up, but he's not. Dangerous. Gonna kill the world. He's a. I can totally be the boss of him, and I'm probably gonna poison him slowly or but, murder him. Yeah, something we should have clarified as far as quote fucking Screech, does the stunt penis in the porn count as part of Screech? No, I'm definitely no, bringing it in. Yeah, that's Justin <laughs> Diamond. No, but that can be Screech's penis. I mean, that's the only penis reference we have for any of these guys. He can have it. Whatever. Sure. Thank you. I will. Oh, yeah, God. no, I could totally, I could totally see you being the Mona to Joey's everyone else on Who's the Boss. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that would be so All right, sad. So the, the final point that I'm going to make about Joey meditating. Well, we need we Ryan to answer for. Oh, I thought we already knew Ryan's answer. I think mine. I just agreed with Austin. I would marry yeah, Urkel. Urkel. I would yeah. fuck Screech out of out of lack of options. I would fuck yeah, Screech. Yeah, yeah. But granted, <laughs> I would fuck him. Like. 
<laughs> I would yeah. be penetrating him. Right. That's how that's going to go down. Yep, same same for me as well. Yeah, and I'd make him get me some N.O. <laughs> and i just get blasted and i just pretend he was something else. And then when uh, you're done, you share it with your husband, Urkel, and everybody has a good time. Me and Urkel would be married. I would be married. I would be, I would be Mr. Urkel. That, that, that's not, it wasn't even a touch, tough decision for you, was it, Ryan? Uh, no, because like I said, I mean, okay, if I was married to Urkel, Urkel. Like, you would marry Urkel no regardless problem. of any constraints mm. or game. Well, I'd have to have a lot of time to myself. And I'd have to have, like, a big house, and I can have my own part of the house that he cannot even come to. Or, like, a coach house or something, you know? I would do it like that. Pool house or something? Yeah, that's how I would do it. And it would be kind of like a a business-like marriage, you know? like With a lot of sex, though, right? Well, yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah. All right, so the final this thing won't I'm going to say. Long on, on us, this no, not at all. I know, we're like uh, one minute into the episode. <laughs> the final thing I was going to point out is that Joey is meditating to escape, like, the pressures of life. And I'm like, what fucking pressures are jo- is Joey it's under? It's disgusting. Uh, and then they say something about Beavis and Butthead, and Joey tries to do, like, a Beavis and Butthead laugh. And I'm like, I think he has never even doesn't know what that is. Come on, I'm, I'm trying to escape from the pressures of everyday life. I thought that's why you watched Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> so bad well that's where so that's when jesse and becky come in yep and they mess with him and and i'm just wondering what's the more annoying roommate behavior being the roommate who is listening to headphones but speaking out loud like with what the headphones are saying I'm, a more typical scenario would be like singing out loud while you're yeah, wearing like, headphones. Yeah, uh, like like uh, Tina and Miss Bliss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, or right. being the person, uh, being the roommate who walks up to the person with headphones and takes the headphones out and starts talking to them. Ooh, both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're both pretty fucking annoying. Yeah, it's just like two wrongs don't make a right. You know, it's like yeah, they both have no sense of personal space, right? Is that yeah, well, they're all yep. stuck in this fucking house together. Oh, it's a pretty big house. I know. <laughs> Even though. Becky has a good job, and she could they could move into someplace else, but Don't Michelle even, won't let it happen, right? It's a can of worms, the logistics of why <laughs> they can afford multiple houses. Yeah. The show, I mean, the show makes a point of, like, don't they, aren't they about to, like, move out at one point? Everyone's too fucking sad about it. So yeah, no, not everybody. Just not Michelle. Everybody. <laughs> Just Michelle. And they live, um, like, down the street when they move yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, of the devil that walks, I, um, oh, oh. Michelle comes walking in the door, coming yeah, yeah, home from Ryan, school. Uh, fuck, <laughs> Mary, kill. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be stuff anything with kids, dude. This is not right. Joey, Jesse. <laughs> uh, so Michelle comes <laughs> in from school. And she's upset because she doesn't have a hobby. Yeah, because it's yeah. hobby and, day in school. Because that's a thing. And how, I mean, come on. Like, she doesn't ride a bike. She has no toys, like a doll yeah. or something. The family has a goddamn dog. She can't say that, like, walking her dog is her hobby. Well, the like, problem is she's young and nobody points this crap out to her. Like, you could just say, well, you like riding your bike. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, there's a hobby for you. Right. The best that we get <laughs> is 
is Jesse saying like, oh, well, you know, I have a hobby. She's like, like what? He's like, well, I'm going to do this household chore this week. So yeah. I guess that's my hobby. What and you're like, fuck? no, cementing what human... the driveway is not a hobby though, right? Like, what like... human being says that other than the human being that's on a show who's trying to set up their B plot? <laughs> Just because it's something you're going to do doesn't yeah, make like... it a hobby. It's like me saying like, Oh, I'm going to set up my new laptop tomorrow, and that's my hobby? No, it's something that has to get done. Right, like, you could make an argument that obsessively cleaning things is Danny's hobby. Yeah. But you wouldn't say, like, one, his, like, one, oh, I'm going to degrout the tub tomorrow. That's my hobby. You'd be like, cleaning is my, it's like, I don't know, maybe, like, helping around the house is Jesse's hobby. It's not, but maybe that's what it is. I think that B-plots are Jesse's hobby. (laughs) And Michelle (laughs) should have just came in and said C-plots are her hobby. And they would all (laughs) have been fine. Oh, shit. What's stupid is that, like, all these characters are very one-dimensional, and we only know, like, three or four facts about them. Yeah. And one of the facts we know about Jesse is he (laughs) plays music. And that's a fucking hobby. And so why you wouldn't say my hobby is playing music is beyond me because that's what we all know about him. He could have said that or eating fried chicken. Yeah, you nailed it. Exactly, Carol. (laughs) What was that? He thinks he's a (laughs) professional. Oh, okay. It's so not then a his hobby. hobby he's doing his own hair, then I guess I don't. Yeah, know. He or Elvis. He's, he's like a big too. Elvis aficionado. That could be. His, he's like I'm a big Elvis fan. That's yeah. my hobby is worshiping the king or whatever. I don't know. Well, and they're all really into invading people's personal space. <laughs> That's he's a... like ba- banging my hot wife, who I married above my station. <laughs> <laughs> Being a shitty husband. <laughs> I don't think he married above his station because. Oh. He's a... He's a trophy husband, is my point. Yeah, that's, that's true. That was, I never really realized. And, you know, I've realized more over the years, too, because as John Samos gets older, he just gets prettier. Yeah. Right? And, uh, He's, like, aging in reverse. He Jonathan is. Jonathan, stay moist, more like. Yeah. I know. Exactly. Because if you wanted to fuck, marry, kill oh. anything that had Uncle Jesse in it, you know <laughs> he's getting fucked. Yeah. <laughs> And and he's just Becky's arm candy, and it starts to make sense. I mean, makes yeah. he's a fuck up, but she's like, "Hey, you're pretty. I'll keep you around." He's just such a dick all the time. <laughs> he's a house husband. It's a thing. Yeah, he has the a radio is show. He doesn't know his place. Um, we have problem. a podcast, <laughs> but he gets paid for his. Oh, um, but so it's true. He doesn't know his place. I agree with that, David. So it so it comes out that uh, Jesse is planning on re-cementing the driveway and that uh, he is going to do that with Joey's help in order to save money. Presumably Danny's money. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Drifting Danny on a construction thing. What did I just <laughs> teach you boys about unlicensed construction work? And he I should know, get some like permits. of last episode here. Yeah. What, uh, is, is renting a cement truck a thing that you can do? I, I don't know. I feel like it's. I feel like it's not. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like you have to have like a. First of all, I think you have to have a special driver's license to even drive a cement truck. Yeah, you'd think so. And then I feel like you probably have to have some kind of certification to like use it. You know, to actually like pour it out and stuff. Do you need certification to finger bang in one, Austin? No, you certainly do not. Sweet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's just you know now suddenly Jesse cares about saving Danny money after mooching off of him for all those years, and um, and they have a driveway apparently. <laughs> the yeah right, 
the one kind of mildly funny thing in this episode is when they're talking about how cementing driveways is Jesse's hobby. What's your hobby, Uncle Jesse? Well, I have lots of hobbies. Uh, for instance, this week I'm going to be uh, working in the backyard. I'm going to cement the uh, driveway. Cementing? That's going to be my new hobby. <laughs> uh, Michelle, w- w- wait a second. You know, cementing is pretty complicated work. I don't think that's a good hobby for you. Or you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, ah, uh, you are the best character on this terrible, terrible. Sure. Well, Kimmy Gibbler's pretty great too. Yeah, you're right. Kimmy Gibbler's pretty great. Uh, so next scene, DJ shows up at Steve's Blando sex pad. So wait, I have a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> One is that what is this? 1994 or something? 93. Okay, I'm gonna say in the year 93. September of 93. That apartment in San Francisco, I'm saying two grand a month. <laughs> but he has a roommate, apparently. He does? So one, gra- so one grand a month. Yeah, his roommate's out studying when DJ comes over. I didn't hear that part. It's it apparently true. never comes back. And like even I mean, He's out partying. Yeah. That's cool. He's oh, a cool yeah. college kid. He's getting laid. Yeah. He's, just, he's not a Steve, we can just say that. The, the other thing is I want to talk a little bit about Steve's choker necklace. <laughs> okay. This is why you wanted to go to this episode, right, Ryan? You're like, when I wrote the blog, I really missed some opportunities about this choker. It just uh, looks pretty good on him. <laughs> weird every time you notice that there's a necklace in the scene over and over when it glints off the light you're like why is he mm-hmm. wearing that did any did men ever wear choker necklaces though i guess just I, right then yeah maybe like literally the the like day this was filmed that was the day that men wore choker necklaces it just seems weird and i don't you know whatever i don't subscribe to men do this and women do this yeah. or whatever i'm just talking about popular fashion that you would put on television Listen, like ryan ryan yeah uh-huh, uh-huh you can either be a trend follower uh-huh or trendsetter <laughs> but and now we know what steve is <laughs> was this trendy that he's wearing that i don't remember uh i don't think it caught on <laughs> No. I'm going to buy you a choker and you're going to bring it back, okay? <laughs> All right. I totally, like, with a little, like, medallion at the uh, at the, the base of it, I totally want to see David wear that now. I so then... so bad with a choker on. <laughs> so this is, so this is how, this is how bland Steve is. Oh my god. So they, they establish his, like, freewheeling, living on his own lifestyle. By him being excited that he can stand on his coffee table, yeah. That, yeah. He, that he can eat vanilla ice cream for dinner, because of course it's vanilla. Of course. And that he can listen to vague, copyright-free, quote, rock music as loud as his neighbors will allow, at which point he promptly turns it down to an appropriate level. Yeah, but Austin, you missed all the wadded-up tissue paper on the floor. Oh. <laughs> really? The the true freedom of living on your own. No. Because <laughs> this show sometimes is like asking for it. Like in its blandness. I feel like they're doing it on purpose. Like they're aware of how, like, how can we make these people seem lame? Mm. And when Steve's like, I can do anything I want. And he's eating vanilla ice cream. It's <laughs> like, I feel like you know what you're doing right now. See, that's where I feel like. 
I doubt whomever wrote that line was hanging a lampshade on it, but I bet like the prop person was. Oh. Like, the prop person was like, I could give him any carton of ice cream to eat, but I'm going to give him vanilla because this is such a fucking vanilla show. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Like someone. Although, you know, the guy who made Full House, I don't know if he's still on the show at this point, but he, he made some semi, not raunchy teen comedies but he made summer school and just one of the guys and just one of the guys has titties in it so i always thought that he wasn't super into the wholesomeness he just sort of uh that was what got him a hit show i don't think this show was originally conceived to be this wholesome and bland no i think it turned got turned into it yeah i think it was supposed to be basically like three men and a baby except for tv yeah I think so that, then, uh, yeah. so then, Steve points out that uh, that a shit ton of people live in DJ's house, and he's not wrong about that. Yeah, and the and these two corn cobs finally realize that they're alone and proceed to some mild kissing on the couch, and the woos erupt like they have never wooed before Ooh. as these two. Yeah, but- so touch did, one another's what about, lips. What about Steve's parents' house? Weren't they able to go over there and oh. pick out or something? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not hey, sure he has parents or that he I was, really exists. Yeah. They're paying for his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you, you guys, did everybody jerk off to this? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, totally. Okay. No, no. Oh, yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> David's doing it while we speak. <laughs> I climax much later in the episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know it at what part. Yeah, yeah. So after approximately 1.5 seconds of no-tongue kissing... Well, DJ's the light like... was turned off, too, though, so you knew things were going to get hot yeah. and heavy. Well, this yeah, is DJ's... one of the... This is a fucking weird scene that doesn't work. Yeah. So so DJ turns the light, so they kiss, and then they stop so the DJ can turn the light off, mm-hmm. and then they do some more no-tongue kissing for, like, 1.5 seconds, and then DJ's like, whoa, 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 slow the fuck down, Steve. Things are going a little too fast. Yeah. <laughs> I and- feel like Steve's dick is out right now. Oh, no, totally. He's well, about to, it's about to rip through his pants at this point. Well, he's been dating her for, like, two years now, right? Sure. Well, this is one of the things where, like, you can't... I feel like we've gone over this before. You can't liken this to something that would really happen. So, okay, it's sort of supposed to be about how they're not ready to have sex, right? Yeah. Which is fine. If this is about her not being ready to have sex, she shouldn't have to or feel like she should. should But what they can't do on a TV show, they've been together for two years, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say maybe realistically they've been together two years. Maybe she like gives them hand jobs or something. You know, yeah. they can't show them like fucking around and she or you maybe okay only he's ever felt up, touched her bra or whatever. Let's say yeah, that's right. the extent of right. the. You just you can't show anything that they would do that would lead that would preempt sex. Like there's nothing you can show on a TV show. Right, mm-hmm. everything on this kind of a show, it's either closed mouth kissing or they're having sex. Right, but there's no, there's no like, hey, we're fooling around and we just aren't ready to take it to the next level. But I mean, even it's, I don't even fault the show for that. It's just a constraint of television. Right, like right. we're not gonna right. watch them dry hump for ten minutes and then have a sex talk. Like, yeah, right, right. But it is a little weird to watch, like. Maybe even the light could go all dark for five seconds or something. I don't know. 
I feel I you're right that they're not going to be able to like show 30 minutes of dry humping or anything, but I feel <laughs> I feel like there are ways to suggest that there is something happening or has happened between the no tongue kiss and sex conversation. Now- like, like you said, turn off the lights all the way to the dark. Like, like if they turn off the lights and then turn them on, Steve's like smelling his finger. Yeah. <laughs> or like have them go in or have them like get up from the couch and go into Steve's bedroom and then like do a like star wipe and then it's back and they're on the couch and DJ's like, sorry, Steve, I just don't think I'm ready for that yet. Well, Where, that- the lights go out and then Steve's like, hey, Deej. And she's like, oh. <laughs> Aww. But so, like, are you really ready for this? I think that's what's wrong with this episode is that they try to talk about sex without talking about sex at all. Well, yeah, they try to talk about sex without being functionally able to talk about sex. Like, I don't even think they ever say the word sex in this episode. No, they don't. Yeah, certainly don't. And it's really neutered. It doesn't make sense. Why DJ doesn't want to have sex and why she's well, so, telling her dad that she didn't. Like, she should have some privacy or at least some semblance of it. I know her boundaries have been eroded her whole life. We'll get there. <laughs> well, so that's what I wanted to talk about, though, because when I wrote the blog about this, and a, a, a couple people got offended, and I actually don't really blame them for getting offended, other than that it was a humor blog that wasn't meant to really be taken seriously. But I was flippantly like, oh, I think DJ should just fuck her boyfriend. Like, what's the big yeah. deal? So I want to talk about that a little bit because I don't think she should. Like, she ha- like if she doesn't want to have sex with him, she shouldn't. And he can right. wait and he'll have an apartment later or whatever. Like, if he needs to wait. I mean, it's cartoonish how little. Because if they've been together for two years and all they're doing is smooching. If that's the most they've ever done is gently smooch for five seconds, then I would think that's just crazy to me. But right. um, so if she doesn't want to fuck him, she shouldn't. But I think that this is a great situation in which to lose your virginity. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, if you're if you're going to, this is this is a good way to do it. Yeah, it's, it's guy, like it's like it's a guy you've been with for multiple years. You mm-hmm. know him, you trust him, you love him. You know he's not some like skeezy guy at a party who's trying to knock you up. And Super respectful and corny, you, just like her. Right? He gets along with your family. Your family yeah. knows him. He's comfortable walking through your house's door and raiding the fridge and all of this. I mean, it's it's the ideal situation. Yeah, so my issue with this is that, I mean, and if she doesn't want to fuck him, that's fine. And that should be kind of addressed, too. Like, that's yeah. never really a conversation. Just like, if you don't feel like you're ready, you shouldn't feel pressured to do it. And, like, that would be a good thing, too. But what this episode doesn't do at all is address what your options are. Like, it's just totally a given that you would never have sex. And so when Danny talks to her later, it should be like, oh, and you can uh, use condoms and they're this effective and you can do this. And it's just, Mm -hmm. these are your options. Or if you really want to have sex with your boyfriend, Steve, who you've been with for two years and you're fucking 17, uh, that's a choice you have in your life that should be done safely and conscientiously. Right. And if you're, if, if you're going to do that, do it safely. And we can get you on the pill hand. if you want. And just like a real fucking real information that a teenager will actually use in their life. Well, it's yeah. weird. It just makes me think of like, if I ever had to have a sex talk with a kid. Uh-huh. And how... Presumably your own child and not, I know, and not I one on the street. I just pressed one. I <laughs> well, had listen, Austin, I'm not putting it past you to, like, 
shove Liam in my uh, house and be like, could you just go run, give him the rundown? Yeah, talk to your uncle David about sex. David, stop having sex talks with Austin's kid. <laughs> you gotta start him. No, uh... He's like, so I was fucking this broad. <laughs> no, it's just this weird, because, you know, like, growing up, I feel like the message was always just wait until marriage, wait until marriage. Really? really? Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 From who? My, like, my parents. It was never, like, explicitly said, but, I, you know, I grew up in a Catholic household. Oh, really? Were, like, super strict Catholics, you know? Uh-huh. Like, But, I mean, I think it was just kind of... The the mindset was that you would wait till marriage, I guess. Interesting. You know? And then, and how I'm like, now I'm trying to think of what I would say in that I think sex is an important, uh, sex is a big step and it shouldn't be taken lightly or anything. And you shouldn't, you know, it's, it it has its pitfalls and such. And so, you know, I think you have to be careful about who you have sex with and when you have sex with them and that kind of thing. But then at the same time, I'm like, I think it's just as irresponsible to wait until marriage. As it uh, is to just, like, have as much sex as, you know, just to have sex with anyone who asks kind of thing. Like, because right. relationships are also very sexual, and if you have no experience in the matter... It's a bad idea, yeah. 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 And, and I feel and like part of, part of my concern for DJ in this episode is that she doesn't fuck Steve. She's like, I'm just not going to do it. And then they break up later. And then she goes to college and she fucks, like, some shitty guy who talks down to her that, like, breaks up with her a week later. You know, like, I feel like that's what's going to happen after this. This is weird because it's it's DJ's sexuality, but she doesn't appear to have any. And instead, we're spending most of the episode with Danny about it. So it's like the patriarchal, like, I own my daughter's vagina thing. Oh, yeah. So far. Mm. This whole, I mean, this whole episode is really about Danny's reaction right. to, to, like, the specter of DJ having sex. <laughs> Not even yeah. her yeah. having it, but just, like, the faint possibility. The vague notion. Yeah. yeah. And why doesn't DJ have any horniness? That's yeah, well, Aladdin, yeah. right? It is there. weird. Yeah. The problem is, like, this whole show is so asexual exactly. that it just... Yeah. Like, because Steve is completely she's just like i'm not sure i'm ready for this like all right that's cool which is good of him like that's the proper response but at the same time he seems to have no actual want for it either steve no he wants it he's just a super good and patient guy like he deserves a lot of credit for how chill he is especially after she turned the light on which led him to believe there might something might happen yeah. At least Steve gets to watch the Terminator while not having sex. That's true. If you're not gonna have sex, you at least get to watch the Terminator afterwards. I don't know. It's a pretty horny movie. <laughs> it's true. There's some sex yeah. in that movie. There's some sex in that movie. Uh, you know, it would have been awesome if it, this would have been a, a truly special episode. I wish that this had been about Steve learning to eat pussy, like. <laughs> They're like, okay, I'm not going to have fuck you, but, you know, Steve, you could really do something for me. And he's like, oh. And, like, he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And she's like, come on, Steve. We really care about each other. And he has to, like, learn. I don't know. You're you're constantly eating out of the fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you raid that pussy, though? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, genius. Uh, So, yeah, uh... Steve and DJ proceed to watch The Terminator, and in our next scene, Joey and Jesse are discussing their plans to reenact 
our last Perfect Strangers episode. See? By, <laughs> by doing all of the, the work for their cement mixer uh, themselves to save money. And Joey is still wearing that fucking beret for some I just wrote a note that it's like, it's written like Joey and Jesse are like a classic comedy duo. Uh-huh. But it's fucking these guys. <laughs> you know? And if it was, um, uh, what's his name? The guy who doesn't age. Jesse. What's the actor? John Stamos. John Stamos. If it was John Stamos and someone else, it could have maybe been good. But yeah. Joey, man. Oh, so Danny, Danny comes downstairs because it's apparently after midnight and DJ is not home. And oh, yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Why are Joey and Jesse sitting around talking about cementing the driveway <laughs> after fucking midnight? It's so weird because they're having this whole exchange. And you're like, oh, this is normal. And then Danny comes down. And he's like, it's after midnight. And you're like, why is this happening? Like, clearly these people go to bed at like 1030 they, too, or like nine. They're obviously on meth. Uh. <laughs> that's what they do all day around the house is they just <laughs> is that why danny likes to clean so much yes. yeah exactly definitely it's, yeah yeah so danny's all worried that dj's lips might be dangerously chapped from all of that mild no tongue kissing she's been doing uh-huh. it's a valid fear it is and joey somewhat shockingly is the voice of reason who's like, well, she was going to be hanging out with Kimmy, so go call the Gibbler house and see what's going on. What I have to say about this whole thing that happens, though, the, the thing about Danny that I can get behind is just that she didn't come home when he said, she said she's going to, and he has no way to reach her. Like, yeah. he, he has, that's justified that he's upset about that. Right, yeah. like, at this point, at this point, she's broken curfew. And it's not just like, oh, it's 10 after 11 and she's not home. Like, it's an hour later and he doesn't know how to get a hold of her. Like, well, he can't even call over there. Like, it's just right. scary for a parent, you know? Right. No, this is this is, this is is still in the realm of, like, legitimate parental concern. Because it's a pre-cell uh, phone day. But the thing is... Yeah, he, exactly. But, I mean, it's really played that he's not concerned about her well-being or safety. He's just assumed that they may have moved on to French kissing at this point. Yeah, that they're too busy t- rubbing their tongues together to know what time it is. Yeah. Uh, so he calls over to Kimmy's house, and this is our this is the first and maybe only time we see Kimmy's bedroom. It's such a cool bedroom. Oh, I wonder. I don't know. I know it's the first time we see it. I don't know if it's the only time. And yes, Carol, Kimmy's bedroom is fucking sweet. Man, she has a sh- she has a shoe phone. And everything else in it is pretty goddamn awesome. Fish yeah. Do you think they reuse sets for like that in Steve's apartment, which I don't think we ever yeah, see I wondered, again? Yeah, I wondered about Steve's apartment because Kimmy's bedroom could just be any one of the bedrooms dressed up with some new junk. Yeah. Um, Steve's apartment is a pretty specific kind of set. Like, I can't picture that being I something was, else. I was thinking maybe the attic. Yeah, maybe. Where Jesse and and, and they Becky just built the wall fucked. with like the door and the window over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, he calls over to Kimmy's house and she's like, "Well, I didn't go over to Steve's, but here's Steve's number, but don't call it because his phone isn't hooked up. So <laughs> here's the address." Mm-hmm. And we then cut back to Steve's no sex apartment, where <laughs> some generic tra- Terminator esque music is playing along yeah. with. A bad Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. That's kind of awesome. Well, you know, you know who you know who that is, right? Oh, never mind. I'll be back. 
That's it's Dave Coulier. Yeah, yeah, no. it's Dave Coulier doing an Arnold impression. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back one second before Ryan, Ryan fell for it, too. Fuck. Yeah. See, that's uh, my husband. He's not all bad. I just like it as like a dumb representation of the Terminator being on, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, do we yeah. think it's legitimately the first movie or is it uh, T2? Terminator 2. I think it's the first one. Alright. He, he's just like, it's 93. It's a lot. It's been a while. He's just, he rented it. DJ, well, no, he didn't because it's a, uh, when he holds up the videotapes earlier in the scene, they're very clearly like, recorded from home off mm-hmm. of tv video blank TV. oh yeah so you yeah. won't see any of the nudity on it now. right that's yeah. which is how they would yeah and all the swearings that makes more that makes a lot of sense <laughs> <laughs> so uh even their prop videos are carefully neutered mm-hmm. <laughs> so dj and steve are sleeping on the couch not a euphemism they are literally asleep yep. with a blanket on the couch uh and so danny is knocking at the door and it kind of rustles them awake but they don't really fully wake up so then danny peers over th- the door through the what? uh conveniently large window that's over steve's door yeah i got some problems here where okay. where, where do you get this chair it's a hall chair it's a hall chair <laughs> <laughs> you don't have hall chairs yeah you live in an apartment you don't just have chairs outside of the the door of your apartment randomly it's a hall chair david no this guy Look, David, this show's got a lot of problems. You don't need to make up problems. (laughs) Wait, I want to go back for a second, too, because I don't think we said something that happened that was important. All right. When Kimmy Gibbler is on the phone with Danny, she calls calls him Teabag. (laughs) I missed that. That's all. (laughs) Yeah. I was also going to ask what kind of apartments have large windows over the top of their door for people. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> the kind of the kind of apartments that need to allow a suspicious father to <laughs> gaze through at what may or may not be happening on the couch. The kind of like apartments that don't uh, with tenants who don't value their privacy is that it or yes, yes. Right. So, uh, so spying through this conveniently large window. Danny spots on the hall chair on the, while like standing on the hall chair yeah. like you do he, <laughs> he spots his the shocking sight of his fully clothed daughter asleep on the couch well to I be mean, fair the blanket so... has been moved over so you yeah. don't know that we don't see blanket. the crotch oh, blanket but i mean it's so gross that he's doing this i was so uncomfortable like if you peep on your daughter you're gonna see your daughter fuck if she's a normal, <laughs> healthy teenager. Not if your daughter's DJ, though. Yeah. Guess, you know, this would be a good episode to address people who are asexual, which is fine. I respect that, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, DJ, come on out of that closet already. Mm-hmm. So, he he is so stunned by the sight of this that he falls off of, well, the hall chair breaks, we find out. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was and, a shitty he, hall chair. Yeah, and he crashes to the floor. And that wakes DJ up, and she's like, oh, shit, it's so late, and we go into a commercial break. Yeah, so then we come back from the commercial break, and DJ goes to rush home, and she's like, okay, I'll give you a ride. And they open the door, and there's Danny, you know, keep on the hall. Why is Steve giving her a ride home? Because Danny can't look at her because she's a whore now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like how did DJ get to the apartment to begin with? Uh, The whore train. I guess I assume Kimmy dropped her off. I think she took the Bart or the Muni. 
Okay. <laughs> Those are the horror trains already. Anyone else been to San Francisco? <laughs> I have briefly, but never on public transit. I know, I know that BART trolley. stands for Bay Area Rapid Transport. Good job. Anywho. Yeah, no, you're right, David. How was, how was she planning on getting home in the first place? I guess maybe she was going to have Steve take her home to begin with. I don't then know. he doesn't need to really declare that he'll take her home. It's yeah. more like, I need to get home. All right, let's go. Or maybe she was just planning on walking the safe streets of San Francisco at 11 o'clock at night. She yeah. might see some naked people. Speaking of, yeah, this show's so chased, but it's in San Francisco. And people I know. walk around naked on the streets of San Francisco, like, all the time. Bare asses and chaps everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and that's I fine. Would... I'm cool with it. I'm not even saying that's, like, whatever, gross or immoral. I'm just saying... They never address that on this show. I but. would like to see those naked people put into the opening theme and in front of that house still. Just like yeah, a lot exactly. of bare ass chaps out there. <laughs> yeah. I would just like it if there was an episode. There's a butt. Let's just assume they're not going to go to the gay pride parade. Yeah. <laughs> but at least one where it's happening. Exactly. Yeah, where like the, the, the initial setup is like, Danny and Rebecca are leaving for their morning show job, and they're like, we gotta get downtown before the gay pride parade starts, and then, like, some dumbass shit happens. Yeah, or they do a Wake Up San Francisco bit at the gay pride parade. Would have been pretty awesome. And Danny ends up having sex with a man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then he vacuums up the guy's pubes with the little hand mover. And I'm saying at the end of it, there's like no gay panic. It just kind of naturally happens. He's like, yeah, that was pretty fun. Just really casual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> boop it a boop a dow So Danny is waiting in the hall in a crumpled heap. And uh, yeah. he immediately dials it up to 11 and gives he her the He freaks ride out. Man. Yeah, she's, she's grounded and she'll never come back here again. And he violated his trust and that whole rigmarole so steve's just gonna have to not have sex with someone else for a while mm-hmm. and uh sad twinkly music plays as she somewhat reluctantly leaves with her with her dad so do you think steve is either is he just jerking off all the time yeah or does he just not even do that like he just has no real sexual urges i guess i assumed that he he fed his sexual urges via food and that's why he's that's why he's eating all gotcha, the time. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. He has some pretty stained sheets in, in the morning, because they have like tomato sauce all over them. <laughs> sure, Tur- a, grease from a turkey leg. <laughs> Ryan's giving us a peek inside his own his own life. I'm it's just true. saying, if you don't regularly clean the pipes, they clean themselves, and it's oh, he's usually a mess in the morning. The time. Oh, I see, I see now. <laughs> There should, is there a very special episode about not fucking and then having a wet night emissions time? Well, well, I mean, we talked about not doing the Dance of Joy alone last episode. Yeah, it's yeah. very dangerous. That kind of covered it. But that's well, bad uh, advice, though. You should, or you yeah. end up doing the dance. <laughs> you end up mentally doing it in your dreams. There's going to be a very overt, metaphorical, explosive discharge in just a few minutes. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so we get to we're outside the house and uh, uh yeah, joey so, and joey and jesse have managed to like cement the driveway without where, blowing up the house where are they outside it's the in house the, it's in the backyard <laughs> <laughs> why is the driveway in the backyard <laughs> 
and, uh, and why have we never seen a driveway in the backyard before? Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, they turned the garage into their like apartment slash recording studio. So I just assumed that they've been parking on the street this whole time anyway. Well, or that if they have a driveway, it's in front of the house. Yeah. Yeah, like, and I'm pretty, I mean, when you look at the establishing shot of the house, isn't there a driveway in the front of it? Yeah, and there's usually, in San Francisco, they're like these uh, little mini garages, is what they usually... Yeah, kind of like a tuck under kind of a thing. Uh Uh-huh, and that, they've shown us repeatedly that the back fence is uh, facing Kimmy Gibbler's. Yeah. Right. That it wouldn't go into like I mean maybe from another direction it's going into like a an alley or something. It's not yeah, impossible. I, mean, I, I, I guess it, best case scenario here is Joey and Jesse managed to cement the driveway without exploding the house, but they may have just put like a strip of cement in the backyard for no good reason. <laughs> I think everyone just humors them, you know. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna do this this week," and they're like, "Good, yeah, good job, guys, great job, yeah." Yeah, it's like with like toddlers like do a great year, like, "Oh yeah, good job." Everyone claps, yay, yay, yeah, good like job. Trump puts two words together that makes sense. We thought, oh, like, oh, like, very oh presidential. He's, he's so presidential now. <laughs> um, so Steve shows up. He's like. Hey guys, and all the adults are like, "Hey, not daughter fucker." Yeah, yeah, they're they're really pissed at Steve, and it's like, "What's going on?" Yeah, kids are gonna fuck. Like, they want to found another way to fuck if they're gonna fuck, right? Oh, I know. As this episode shows us later, uh, Steve, his credits, like, whatever. I'm gonna go raid the fridge and then talk to DJ. Yeah, he's pretty like brave. He's like, "Well, I'm I'm going in the house." (laughs) Do you think he fucks things in the fridge? Yeah, well, I think he just—I think he just eats a lot. Yeah, but and he also smushes it. it onto his crotch. Yeah, and then he ejaculates. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then Danny runs up because he's gonna go spy on on DJ and and Steve because he's a creepo. And then Jesse and Joey realize that while they managed to get the driveway in without blowing shit up, they managed to f things up nonetheless because they put the cement mixer. On the wrong side of the still drying driveway. Well, this is where now I'm kind of confused about this whole driveway. So, is there like a fence all around it until the driveway? Like, sure. Like, because if you, if I picture most driveways I've seen, which it, to be fair are mostly in like suburbs and stuff, like if you had a cement mixer on the side of it, you just drive it off because you're just driving on the grass, you know? Like, what's. Yeah, I, I, I guess I assume there was a fence all the way around and that the only way to clear the fence would be to drive over the driveway. Yeah, well that fence is getting run into then cuz you know someone's going to take a wide turn at some point like Well, and you know what's cheaper than renting a cement mixer for 72 hours? <laughs> Cutting out a chunk yeah, of Yeah, yeah, take out the fence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh so then we go back to Michelle's dumbass subplot about oh, not man. having a hobby and this features the first appearance in this episode. Of, oh, that's right. There's another Tanner daughter, and her name is Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here she is, and she's like, shit, this is why I'm going to get hooked on math, have a boob job, and then return <laughs> to be the new Joey of this show's ill-advised sequel, because I get dick to do in this series. I forgot about this subplot, and it was so stupid when they started doing it again. To be fair, Austin, as this episode demonstrates, nobody does dick on this show. <laughs> That's true. But at least everybody else got, like, yeah. I don't know, a few Plot. scenes? <laughs> Plots, at least? Yeah. Uh, the gist here is that Michelle has decided her hobby is collecting leaves. 
which means <laughs> she has just scooped up fallen dead leaves from the yard and dumped them all over her and Stephanie's. It's room. an impressive amount of leaves, though, you know? It is a lot of leaves. Here's the thing to me about this show, is that everything is like this. It's like, <laughs> okay, it's already a stupid idea that you're collecting leaves, why do you have to put fucking dirty leaves all over everyone's <laughs> shit? It's already a stupid idea that a six-year-old can't come up with a hobby. That right. A, that one of the, like, countless adults that live in her house with her can't help her understand that she does indeed have hobbies. Mm-hmm. Then it's a stupid idea that she decides collecting leaves is going to be her hobby and that she demonstrates this hobby by putting the fucking dirty leaves all over them. It's like, Three levels of stupid. That's but at least a rake. How did their yard have that many leaves? Where'd she get all these leaves? Is there even a tree there? In in the episode's defense, when we saw the cement mixer in the backyard, there were no leaves on the it's ground. True. Very true. And somehow nobody noticed her doing this. But no trees but either. The <laughs> thing about it <laughs> that makes it like a signature part of the series is that she has to, like, put them all over her sister's bed. And her mm-hmm. sister's like, what the fuck? And she's like, those are the leaves with bugs in them. It's like, why does it have to be fucked up for everyone else when you do something? <laughs> why can't you just put leaves on your own bed and make it your just only your problem? Yeah. Yeah. And why, like, if you said, like, oh, my new hobby is leaf collecting, it just can't be some mild, like, oh, why there's, like, 20 leaves on the table now? This is kind of weird. Instead, it has to be the most extreme version that impacts the most amount of people. Right? Everything's like, oh, my new hobby is that I scream in your ear all the time. <laughs> my new hobby is I broke all your stuff. It's like, why? What the fuck? You know, just be a fucking decent human for five seconds. Jesus Christ. Why doesn't Michelle make like a tree and leaf? encore bottom of the barrel but that's fine (laughs) and it's all made worse by the fact that this plot is just completely superfluous it's totally it's got nothing to do with anything yeah so this this seems like a good good time to pause and point out that ryan's bottle of tequila is now half drank i've had some tequila while we've had this discussion Uh, so, yeah, the leaves on the bed routine leads to a sequence where Michelle and Stephanie proceed to chuck each of their things out of the window. She throws Stephanie's shoes out the window. These yep. kids have no concept of society. They're all terrible people. That's what I'm saying. Uh, meanwhile, down the hall, DJ and Steve are not having sex in DJ's room when Danny comes in via vacuum to interrupt them. And this has apparently been a thing that's been happening all afternoon as they've been trying to talk, I guess. And, and he guess... just walks right in, too. Yeah. Yeah, what? But, see, they're like, we really need to talk, and I'm not even sure what they're going to talk about. Well, like, you almost get, like, the sense that they're going to have, like, some sort of serious relationship talk, but then as soon as they do finally get alone together, they just start, like, no Make tongue out, making yeah. out, so I don't know. I don't, like, ordinarily I would assume talking is a euphemism for hardcore making out, but not on this show. <laughs> It's very mixed. It's very unclear. Do you guys think that Danny is following them around with a vacuum to remind them not to have to get an abortion? <laughs> no, that'd be a coat hanger, Carolyn. He'd be hanging clothes all the around. <laughs> Just rattling the coat hanger. Click, click, yeah, click, exactly. Click, click. But you know that Danny wants no wire hangers in his house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
Uh, so DJ and Steve run off to find some goddamn privacy, <laughs> and Danny Danny tries to follow them, but gets um like cock block, like anti cock blocked, I guess. Uh, by by his other two daughters. Oh yeah. Try- who are like this shit's happening, and he's like, you know what? I am way too concerned with protecting DJ's <laughs> unassailed virtue to give two shits about your stupid subplot, Michelle. <laughs> Which is unusual, because usually everything stops when anything's happening with yeah. Michelle. Right. And that's kind of, I mean, they kind of make a joke out of it, where he's just like, here are, like, the four talking points of my requisite dad speech. I've now given it to you, and I'm moving on to things I care about more. And they're, both of the girls are like, wow, he's really streamlined that. And that's the end of Michelle's mm-hmm. plot. That's a real season seven move, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I will say, A, I don't know why Stephanie got caught up in this lecture, because she really was just a victim in all She's of She's an innocent <laughs> bystander, it's true. <laughs> I think they're both a little wrong. There's violence on both sides. Yeah. yeah, both sides. I mean, there is there is good people on both sides. There's bad people on both sides. <laughs> I'm going to let yeah. that one go, Austin. Right. <laughs> just let, I want you to know that and now another piece of my heart has died, and I'm more hardened and more uh, <laughs> violent than ever. I don't know. I'm going to raise some shit. No, I was going to say, also, DJ and Steve's quest for privacy makes me realize what a waking nightmare living in that house would be. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Because you know this isn't like an isolated incident at the... Uh, oh like, no, not at There's like... just people everywhere all the time. Yeah, even without Danny doing his best to like interrupt them, yeah. there's just people everywhere, and they're terrible people who have to make everything about themselves. <laughs> yeah. So they're constantly like barging in and declaring things about themselves and what they care about right now. Well, and they're also doing like stupid and posing shit all the time. Like they're like Joey and Jesse are writing a jingle, or like <laughs> they're building the new staircase or something, and they're just like hammering all night for days and days and shit <laughs> Joey, like that all Joey's- the time, you know. Joey's meditating, but he can't just sit in silence and do it. He has to, like, speak words periodically out of Mm -hmm. the silence of his meditation. Does Joey still have his own room, or is he just living in the kitchen now? No, he's in the basement at this point, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. And you know they don't, like, knock if they want to talk to you, like, whatever you're doing in the room. They're just going to barge in and just ask to do whatever they want to do, and you're like, just let me have some privacy for once. And you know, at least like once a week, like Danny or not Danny, uh, Jesse and or Joey just barge in your room. It's like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And you have to like talk him down, and it takes like three hours. And you have to like pet his hair and be like, you're good, you're a valid person, you know. And they're like, oh, oh, oh. And, and all that lying kind of darkens your soul a little, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe, Joey's like my stand-up routine consisting of Bullwinkle impressions and Popeye jokes. Oh, is I fucking it, hate that get, guy. Is it getting me into big time? Am I wasting my? What life? the fuck is my life about? I'm a piece of shit. Danny has to spend twenty minutes assuring him that no, you're funny, you're hilarious, your break's coming, hang in, yep. there, big guy. Yep. Yeah. All the so, while uh, knowing that, that none of that's true. <laughs> and there's like one bathroom in the whole house, too. It's terrible. So outside, DJ and Steve seek some solace in the cement mixer. Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't seem that. They, they just kind of find it. They don't question the cement mixer being there. At or this anything. point, David, would you? Would you <laughs> like, if you Probably lived in that not. house and there's just a cement, which we need to point out, there's a cement mixer in the backyard. And they don't comment on this. And the cement mixer is like running, like the yeah. The, the, well, 
the barrel in the back is rotating because they needed to keep it moving so it wouldn't harden. Yeah. Which they had it stopped to begin with, and then they're like, oh, we can't move the truck, we should start spinning it. And I'm like, shouldn't it have been spinning already? Like, why was it ever stopped? But that's... Well, and why don't they just go to, like, a park or a coffee shop or something? Because it's still privacy. They're going into the cockpit of a Mm -hmm. cement mixer. (laughs) Cement. Yeah, and and why do they have so much extra cement to begin with? (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, there's that, too. Because they're young boys, and they're just in the prime of their life, David. Yeah, I mean, Steve's got a lot of cement because he hasn't been able to have sex with DJ. Yet. I feel two like we're years. talking about two different things here, Carol. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, so DJ and Steve proceed to some hardcore no-tongue kissing, and in the throes of, quote, passion, <laughs> DJ accidentally kicks the cement mixer lever yeah how do you kick a lever without knowing you kick something and uh, how do you kick a lever when you're like barely making out i feel like there's an implication that shit's getting a little (laughs) hot hot heavy in there i think so Do do you feel like the sequence of events in which the large phallus like shoot of the cement mixer breaks through the window and proceeds to spew its gray frothy liquid all over the kitchen it deploys a, it yeah it deploys is a, is a me- yeah that's a metaphor for what's happening between steve and dj in the cab of the truck finally if i'm being honest i think that the people who made the show just didn't really think about it yeah <laughs> it's an accidental but metaphor <laughs> as a viewer there's no way to not see that is being about <laughs> sperm shooting yeah, everywhere. I mean, a metaphor is a metaphor whether the author intended it to be or not. Thank Too you. True. We finally got to the climax, you guys. That was a long... It takes women longer, I guess. It took two years! <laughs> so you're saying they touched tongues finally? Yep, exactly, and that caused that eruption of cement from Steve. Yeah, yeah. I think... stuff, wasn't it? This is what's happening. If we're keeping this in the realm of Full House, but also being realistic about this visual image, what it is is that they kiss for like a second, and Steve is so welled up that he just <laughs> like, oh, oh. just busts nuts. Oh, He's like, that's... Yeah. Um, but also when she's like, oh, your nostrils flare up when you're angry or when you're excited and it's kind of sexy. Doesn't it make everyone feel weird when yeah, you just said it was kind of sexy? Yeah, I didn't yeah. say it. Those I are just not words that she should say. his nostrils like eight times. I was also really surprised that the audience didn't woo their shit off when she said sexy. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they're that kind of audience tonight. I don't think they've ever heard that word before. <laughs> yeah, that's, prob- that's probably true. Uh, so yeah, long story short, the shoot of the cement mixer breaks through the kitchen window, and for like the umpteenth time in this show's history, the kitchen gets destroyed by that outside wall getting yeah. smashed through and what shit happening. What would it take to fix what has just happened here? Oh, thousands. I mean, they had to completely redo that kitchen. I mean, this is we're talking like thousands of dollars at least like that's, to undo this damage. That cement's going to dry, right? And yeah, because yeah. yeah. bre- breaking the window is bad. Like, that would suck if that happened. Mm-hmm. And then pouring a shitload of wet cement into like your kitchen. Ton, like, we get into a, like a 90-second routine of Jesse and Danny scrambling around trying to stop the flow of cement while Joey 
sits with his fucking beret on, meditating through the whole thing. Because this is TV and movies, and apparently a pair of headphones means you're dead to the world. He can't feel, like, vibrations or... Well, even when it happens, like, so the back of the truck, like, goes into the window and starts pouring cement everywhere, spewing it, you know, all over everything. Yeah, it's a a geyser, yeah, you know, and straight on the uh, breast. Um, And then, uh, no, it goes all over the floor, and, of course, Joey doesn't hear it because headphones apparently cancel out all noise. But then, like, at the same time jesse and danny are walking down the stairs and it's like they didn't hear that either until they have to turn the corner and see it and you're like the window just breaks you hear it like throughout the entire house i I think they're just used to it man yeah (laughs) more shit's going down we just broke through that wall again and then of course danny's like don't use that bowl that's my grandma's bowl and i'm like it's already been in the cement it's ruined yeah there's a there's a whole little comedy bit comedy comedy where uh, where Danny's like trying to sweep out the cement, and he's like, "Get a bowl to catch it," and everything Jesse grabs. He's like, "Not that one. That's an heirloom. Not that one. That's my good china." And you're like, "There's yeah. already cement on it. It's ruined." And that, that's right. where I wondered, like, with the cement on their skin, does that cause any problems? I don't even know. I don't know how it works exactly. It's not good. I mean, just this is not a good situation. I, I thought Jesse was gonna get buried alive and just. Like... <laughs> Oh, it would have been so great. <laughs> so, uh, finally, Jesse is like, oh, shit, maybe we should just go turn off the truck. And uh, and, and and they they actually, I don't know if this was, like, accidental good writing, but they, they hang a lampshade on how they didn't just go to turn off the truck. Like, Danny's mm-hmm. like, oh, I know. Sometimes when you get your adrenaline pumping, you just don't think straight. And, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, then we get no no further fallout from their entire fucking kitchen being destroyed. Uh, as Danny comes into yeah, DJ's just, room. I don't even know like, what you do to fix like that cement's drying on your like what are you gonna do? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's it, I can't even like comprehend like where to start. Like, <laughs> what, like what like I don't even know what step one is in this situation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like shit probably... happens and you're like, okay, first thing I need to do is this and then this, and it might be costly or take but I don't even know what you would do to begin with. No, because if you can even just like scrape the cement outside, then it's just outside and yeah. you have to deal. It's like it's it's, it's all, really a problem. It's all gonna dry. Yeah. Like if it was jello, you're like, what a giant mess. Yeah. But you know, you can stuff it gets ruined, but you know, you just throw it out. But I'm like, this is gonna be like permanently affixed to your floor. You have to like yeah. hammer it apart. I don't even to- part of your house now yeah. <laughs> like i don't even i wouldn't even know who you would call yeah like, let's exactly like, like money is no option and you're just gonna be like all right we got to get the experts to come in and fix this up i don't know who those experts are <laughs> wait like, hold on a second <laughs> i'm gonna google how to get rid of a lot of wet cement look up jack hammer men or just jack men for short I'll do yeah, that next. Jack I'll just yeah, Google Jackmen, Carol. Yeah, yeah, make sure your safe search is off. <laughs> How to dispose of leftover concrete. Hunker.com. Step one. Get rid of leftovers delivered by a ready-mix company from a large job. The easiest way of all. Simply have them take it with them. <laughs> this is where they fucked up, see? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, D- so Danny comes into Gigi's room and she's like, Oh my god, Dad! I'm so sorry. I'll pay you back for the mess. And he's like, "Yeah, you will." And I'm like, "Wow, is she, is she still paying for it in Fuller House? Like this? Probably. Is, you know, <laughs> like this isn't just like a I I 
like was in a fender bender and I need to give you 200 bucks to fix the bumper. Like this is a <laughs> huge major damage, structural damage to their house. Anyway, I just uh, feel like at least they addressed it, you know. Then they they're yeah. like that's not really simple to resolve this, but it's just it's a, you know, it'll get dealt with. Right. And Danny moves on to uh he to admitting that he was salting DJ's game with Steve mm-hmm. and that he hasn't been respecting her privacy and that he overreacted at Steve's apartment and admits that finding out that Kathy Santoni is ha- is married and having a baby is freaking him out because he's imagining all of the no-tongue kissing that DJ might be doing with Steve. Yeah, and she likes she retorts to that like, Dad, you know, I'm not planning on getting married anytime soon. It's going to be... You know, I want to go to college and this and that. And that's all fine, but I'm like... That's cool. Yeah, I like that. What What does that have to do with sex, though? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she yeah. has said so many times how she hasn't fucked. And it's like, well, what if you did? You don't yeah. owe him that explanation. If you weren't this weird neutered person who's forcibly <laughs> pruding themselves, you could have, like, had some banging D that night. And I mm-hmm. remember being 17, and that was a pretty good time. So uh, get on the Caroline, horse. I question whether Steve would be banging D, but it would have been some D. At least, <laughs> I think. And, uh, sure. Yeah, you what? disagree? Mm, go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say, particularly since Danny wasn't freaking out at, D- at Steve's apartment because he thought they were getting married. He was freaking yeah. out because he thought they were having sex. And DJ's like, no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do lots of things before I get married and have kids. Like that's I mean, not what he was worried about. DJ. I, th- I think the implication is that you don't get, you don't have sex until you're married. Like, yeah. and again, which I think is the problem is that it's ultra chaste. Like, and that maybe the conversation needs to be that Danny's like, fuck, it's hard for me to deal with that. You're growing up and you're gonna start doing the stuff. And DJ's like, yeah, I'm gonna have sex sooner or later. And you gotta yes. fucking not be weird about it, not shame me about it, and, you know. Like, wouldn't you rather I was having sex in an apartment than somewhere weird, or you know? I don't know. Well, yeah. Wouldn't you rather I be having sex with my boyfriend of two years in his reasonably clean apartment versus <laughs> reasonably you know, clean versus like in a back alley with some stranger at a college party? Like, yeah, there's gifts in the clearance section. <laughs> Is that you exactly the experience there, Carol? No, I'm just writing teenagers. See how you do it. Is I don't know, Carol. You're pretty quick with that. <laughs> hey, I'm a quick lady. I'm I'm ready, teenagers. See, the way you do it is you set everything at Spencer's gifts. Yeah, <laughs> the mom for real. They love it. Somebody's got to go there, I guess. Millennials save Spencer's. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So then, uh, do you guys like how Danny continues to make this all about him by playing the mom card and how? Yeah. If DJ's mom was still around, maybe things would be better. Then she's like, "No, Dad, you're doing great." Like, no, it's <laughs> not. Me yeah. and your dead no, mom he's really used not. to fuck all the well, no. time. No, he's not. But what is a daughter supposed to say when his dad gives that like sad sack? Well, if only your dead mom was here, I'd be doing better. I know it's hard. She should be like, well, maybe if you had more sex, we'd have another mom by now. <laughs> yeah, get back on the horse. <laughs> well, this is isn't this after Vicky doesn't end up marrying Danny? Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot. Probably. You, I feel I mean, like you this must better be better than the rest of us. I can't. You know, I watched all that shit, and <laughs> I do have like all these points of reference, but uh, there's so much I don't remember too. Like, That's it's not like 
Yeah, 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 I'm fine with it. But I do think, because <laughs> by this being season seven, I feel like this is around the point after yeah. Vicky, because he proposes to her and I think a season finale, and she says, yeah, but then they decide not to get married after that. I'm still surprised the show decided to break them up. But... It's the just... Only... The only thing I can think of is that maybe the actress wanted to walk. Uh-huh. So I think I read an article once, sad but true, that like the show just wanted Danny to be single so he could like date other women and stuff because, but yeah, whatever. I don't know. Isn't that what they had Joey for? Uh-huh. He never dates. Let's no, not well, see him touch women. Well, yeah, what's weird is the one who should have gotten married is Jesse because he was the one who yeah, could realistically yeah. date other women and it'd be plausible, but. And it's very implausible that he gets married because after being with him for a while, he'd realize what a fuck up he is. But but whatever. he is easy on the eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so ultimately, DJ and Danny come to an accord in which she will be able to keep seeing Steve and not having sex with him in his mm-hmm. apartment. Right. They basically clarify that she's not even considering sex. And so it makes it OK. Also, the real fucking takeaway is like, hey, fucking call your dad if you're not coming home when you said you were. At least let him know you're safe. Yeah. Well, I mean, she fell asleep. Like, I mean, yeah, that that's was... true. Well, well yeah. And then well, you... in then which case it's that give me Steve's house's phone number and get his phone hooked up. I guess yeah. we should also note that, like, what, DJ is 17 or 18 at the... 17, about... 17, right? I believe, yes. And then Steve's, like, 19? Yeah. Presumably. Or 18. And they're falling asleep at, like, 10.30 at night? Well, David, look at the universe they live in. <laughs> they ate a bunch of vanilla ice cream and they got sleepy. <laughs> he was tired from all that jumping up on his coffee table that he gets to do now. From jumping up and down on the bed, they and, did that for a little while, and they got all tuckered out. And dreams are the only place he can have sex, so he tries exactly. to get there as quickly he's, as possible. He sleeps a solid 16 hours a day, <laughs> He's like a koala bear. So then we get a little episode stinger. At the oh, end, God. Where yeah. Jesse and his hideous moppets are chiseling Joey out of the hardened cement. Well, I didn't see that. I must I stopped. I was so eager <laughs> to stop this. I didn't wait till the end of the credits. A little premature, David. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you caught me. You didn't miss much, David. That was. Uh, do you remember how at one point Jesse ripped off Joey's calculator watch and threw it in the cement mixer? Yeah. That pays off in the stinger because as they're chipping him out of the cement, they're like, hey, look what I found. And Joey's like, my watch. It still works. So there awesome. you go. Yeah, that was totally worth it, right? Uh, uh, David. Yeah. What do you think? Are you? <laughs> I think you, we gave you... Carolyn a lot of shit last and now yeah. the shoe is on the other foot. <laughs> and uh, now we got this episode, which has not taught me anything, except it made me realize how much better a show like Friday Night Lights deals with this subject, and I'll put it there. <laughs> yeah, we should do a Friday Night Lights episode. Eh, but they're all so good that it doesn't work. But they, yeah. they, you know, their parents who actually realistically deal with this kind of topic, and this one acts like sex doesn't really exist, so I don't know what you can learn from that. Yeah, I feel like the I feel like if you're gonna take a lesson away from this, it has less to do with sex and more to do with 
parents honoring the privacy of their growing up and soon to be adult children and having trust in them, I guess. But then at the same time, it kind of subverts that because DJ spends the whole time assuring Danny that she's not going to have sex. And so it's easy, it's easy to trust your kid and respect their privacy when you have every reason to believe they're not doing anything you wouldn't want them to do in the first place. Yeah. The trust he's placing is that DJ is not going to have sex with, which we all believe is happening. Yeah. Which just isn't realistic. Is I don't know, you know. Yeah. Kids are going to do what, it. Unless they're like got? me. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Um, I don't know. It's so strange revisiting these old things that happened before. That happened before we were quite even as good at all identifying some sexism tropes it's so patriarchal and gross and just the dads who involve themselves in the daughter's shit like like it's so weird and it's 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 getting so it's seen as weird culturally but very slowly so just go back into the full thing this was a really fucked up episode i didn't think it was good at being special because they do that sexless universe and i find neutered more uncomfortable than horny people who you know get consent and have a good time at life. That's fucking fine with me. So I'm pretty sure that this series, Full House, was Baby Hitler's favorite TV show. <laughs> it's <laughs> strong possibility. I was gonna say, yeah. in response to that, Carolyn, it was pretty fucked up how patriarchal it was. Although I do believe Steve came off pretty well in this. Sure, nothing's wrong with Aladdin, but her daddy yeah. is all up her asshole. Correct. In that, obviously, they weren't going to go down the road of him pressuring her for sex anyways because of the right. nature of this show. But, like, it never acts like a, like, a ownership competition between him and her dad or anything like that. Like That would be awesome if Steve was like, you at least jerk me off, DJ. <laughs> the, like, the, the one side benefit of this show being so, like, prude and asexual is that Steve comes off as seeming like a legitimately good guy. Yeah. I think a jerk-off is a good compromise. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Well, no, I mean, that's why it's like, we. I think we're on board with they could have just had sex in the apartment. It would have been cool if she was And we get to watch it like Austin said, 20 minutes of dry humping. That's what I want to see. Speaking of dry hump, do you ever wonder how much time has been wasted by people who want to have sex but feel like they shouldn't? I'm sure it's years. Like years off your life of just oh, like yeah, dry no, humping totally. when both parties really just want to get down to the root and toot and nitty gritty but feel like they shouldn't. That's right. Is that is that what we're here to discuss? The great time waste <laughs> that dry humping has been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, you're right, Dave. I feel like if... if uh, if as we're getting there, like Carolyn said, we're getting better. But if if as a society we were we had less like cultural bugaboos and taboos about talking about sex, things would probably work out a lot better if you could just be like, "Hey, you wanna? Sure, let's do it," and not spend all this time dancing around the issue because we're afraid of just coming right out and talking about it. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you go now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I think, too, because I think DJ being chased, that is a legitimate option, and that yeah. should be respected yeah, in this totally. context. But I think for this episode to really perform a genuine service, 
they should have had the conversation like these are your options you don't have to fuck your boyfriend if you don't want to also if you do want to fuck your boyfriend condoms are this effective or you can get on the pill but then stds i the other thing about this is that i grew up in the bay area at this time and the fear of aids was just fucking astronomical and starting when i was in fifth grade Every year they would talk to us about AIDS and teach us condoms and don't use need. All this shit was just drilled into your brain. I don't know if it was like that everywhere, but it absolutely was like that in the Bay Area. And it was very effective, too. Like when you think of AIDS as a presence now culturally, like it's been so contained by that strong push for awareness. I don't know if it was I don't know how how heavily AIDS specifically got hammered. Um, where like where David and I were growing up and going to school, but there was definitely like David, you talked earlier about just the general assumption from your parents that you, you don't have sex until you're married. And I didn't get that necessarily from my parents, but I just feel like when we were coming of age in like middle school and high school in the nineties, basically there was just a very anti-sex feeling just sort of pervading culture. And I think, I mean, I think Full House is, is either contributing and or tapping into that, but like sex was like, it was a big deal. It was scary. There were diseases that was AIDS. It was, you could get all this stuff when you had sex and that was before you even got into teen pregnancy and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, you can use a condom and all that, but then there's all these like emotional complications and it's, and it's this deep, dark, twisted connection that you're going to have. And you better be damn sure that it's worth it before you go down that road. Cause it's just going to be all this like, and it was, it just reached a point where at least for me, it was like, well, that seems like a big, scary thing. I'm going to stay the hell away from that and just Mm. get my jollies in other ways and avoid that whole hornet's nest entirely. And, if I could, you know, if I could go back in time to my younger self and what I hope I will tell my own children someday is like have more sex, have more sex and like not flippant, like you said, like not flippantly, not casual, like just no big deal. But it doesn't you don't have to wait for marriage and you don't have to make a big fucking deal out of it either. If you, I mean, it is a big deal, especially when you're this age. And that's the thing when I say that DJ should have sex is because and some people don't and some people it's not a big deal to them. But a lot of people, the first time they have sex, they remember it forever. And I feel like if that's the case and this is a really good person to have that experience with just based on everything yeah. we know about him. And that's what I mean by DJ. I think she should have sex with him. Like over the course of her life, I don't think she would regret it. If she wants to wait for marriage, she can. I think that's its own set of issues. But if that's her policy, then that's fine. My ultimate point is just don't like don't treat sex flippantly, but also don't be scared mm-hmm. of it. No, and I didn't grow up in a sex till marriage environment at all. Like I didn't even know that was a thing till much later. But uh I think sex to me was always like people do it and here's the risks you run and know that like if there's a responsibility involved with it. Right. With great right. power comes great responsibility. Um because they should also be like not Danny, but someone should be like, hey, DJ, like, this is your clit, and this is your, you know, and all that yeah. shit. Like, um, how to have. Joey. Di- <laughs> no, <laughs> Joey's never seen a clitoris. But, um, and that's why I think this episode should really be about, uh, Steve learning how to eat pussy. He should look at a chart, and he should know what's up. I would like to see that coming of age tale, because that's a great part of being an adult. But God forbid DJ have pleasure. And Danny watches like a fucking weirdo oh, in man. the hall chair in a daddy peep window. 
That should be the episode. God forbid DJ have pleasure. Now I'm now I'm imagining Joey trying to teach Steve about the clip via Mr. Woodchuck. Oh, oh God! Uh, I got yeah. I gotta go. Uh, this what's funny is from what Ryan said to like my experience because I just have a memory of I think I was like in eighth grade and I was like talking to a friend and of course we're talking about sex in the way juvenile eighth graders do which we have no clue what we're really talking about. But, but you just, make it sound like you know exactly what you're talking oh, about. Of course, you know, you know yeah, exactly yeah. how everything's going to work out. But uh-huh. then, like, I remember just telling him, like, well, you know, of course, you know, I'm not going to wait until I get married to have sex. And then my friend was like, I'm going to have sex before marriage. Why wouldn't I? And, like, it's literally, like, suddenly I was like, you can do that? And it was like a whole <laughs> new option was open for Interesting. Me. Like, wait, wait, I can have? Maybe that's worth trying out, you know? But some of that stuff can get dangerous because I know if you stigmatize sex too much, then, like, even when you're married, you don't enjoy it because it still feels like it's wrong. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah. that's more in, like, evangelical communities <laughs> and stuff. But we don't have to get into that at this time. I don't know anything about that stuff, honestly. Like, everyone just had a bunch of sex, in my experience. Uh, that's because you, gr- that's cause you grew up jealous, in hippie right? town, you hippie. It's true. People were fucking everywhere. Uh, anybody else got any final thoughts before we move on? I don't like to watch Full House. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very good. It's fucking terrible. Uh, so before we wrap things up, let's do a quick, uh, long overdue check on our mailbag. Oh, oh yeah! yeah! That's that big bulge you're sitting on, Austin. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. You know what, Austin? I don't feel like it. Let's do it some other time. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, you, fuck you, Ryan. Oh, <laughs> Edit, edit that out. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, Keep so uh, let's see. We got a we have an email here from uh, a, a Liu Aaron All right. saying, Dear friend, glad to hear from you. We are one of the top 10 manufacturers in China. God Our damn it. Our company has manufactured raw steroids and peptides for more than 10 years wow. and has much rich experience in this field. You All can right. get China's 99.5% purity steroids or peptides at most competitive price from us. For shipping, we use latest camouflage luggage, high global security clearance. By the way, free samples and the price list are available for you if you need. Best regards, Aaron. I've been wondering where to get peptides at very competitive price. Wow. <laughs> Listen, uh, so I've got a pair of guns, and they don't need artificial enhancements. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> David is ripped is the one thing you listeners may not know. Does this mean that we just didn't get any mail? Uh, we do have mail. Okay. <laughs> I was like, fuck, Austin. I don't like the direction this is going. Uh, we also received um, a bit of spam from uh, someone reaching out to us as a valued Amazon children's book reviewer. Um, so I'm not sure how they gathered that uh, a very special episode at gmail.com was a good Amazon children's book reviewer. I don't but know. they'd like us to check out their book, Ninja Spy Cats. Ooh, that's, that would be a good episode. Yeah. All right, uh, we're doing it next week, Ninja Spy Cats. And then uh, we did get, we got several emails from listeners uh, with suggestions for episodes to review, very special episodes to review in the future. I'm not going to read all of those just because we might be most of them are just, hey, you guys should totally check out this episode. Oh, okay. Uh, And, you know, we we probably will at some point. uh, Yeah, we'll probably do them if people want us to. I don't give a shit. Yeah, so I won't read those. But we did get one 
legitimately fun email that was um, also not just, hey, why don't you do this episode? Uh, it is it is from, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, so forgive me, Rohini Senkaran. All right. And um, she actually had emailed us at uh, Saved by the Bell Reviewed. Aww. Oh, okay. So she says, hi, Austin, Ryan, Carolyn, Dr. Bits. I have graduated from all the Saved by the Bell episodes and am now happily listening to AFS, AVSE podcast at work, which is the only thing that makes the day go by quicker. Aww. I've emailed before. I'm the one with chronic migraines who found that all of the raunchy jokes, innuendos, and profound insights and crazy good crack research info from SBTB Reviewed helped me get through my really tough and painful days. Mm. I work on an electron microscope in a dark room alone, and so I usually listen to your podcast in the morning for the first half of the day. I owe you guys so much for your great podcasts and blogs. Full House Reviewed, yay! So it all ties ties in with what we're doing this week. Uh, I have... I have not much else to say except your podcast really brightens my days. Ryan Alexander Tanner, you are literally the funniest human being. Oh, Carolyn, Carolyn, I love the healthy, quote, female gaze you bring to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about positive body image and inclusiveness in general and your awesome potty humor. David and Austin, I just love you guys. This is why I really wanted to read this one. Oh, that's Austin, like just miscellaneous. We just got thrown in the miscellaneous. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Austin, I feel like I have a special bond with you because I have a very similar personality. Hint, I'm a nerd with a PhD from Berkeley, where Ryan's from. And Austin, you would have fit in perfectly with my fellow graduate students, and that's a compliment. You don't know how much I wanted to call out to you when David posed the riddle, what is it that when you put it in a barrel, it gets lighter? And you said light, which was brilliant on so many levels because it literally makes it lighter but then david was like light has weight and i was like rookie mistake david light has momentum not weight oh now he's getting shit on (laughs) but then you austin folded so fast and said i know light has weight well no austin you were right don't be bullied by dr bits who's clearly just so jelly of your awesome answer oh shit Maybe someone other than Bits on the show should have the title Doctor. Winky oh. face, just kidding, just kidding. Um, and then she talks about how uh, uh, she no, disagrees. Wait, 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 no, you don't have to go on and say anything <laughs> more that this person has to say about anything. Uh, well, no, she then throws me under the bus for liking the Star Wars prequels. Oh, yeah, those suck. We're going to talk about that in an upcoming episode, how Austin loves everything even that's shitty about Star Wars. So, like, literally, yeah. I got pushed. I was the only one to be pushed in the miscellaneous bucket. And then I was shit on in that bucket. This, is, this sucks. No, she came as hard at you as Haley Mills did. That was wild. Damn. Uh, so then uh, that she talks about... went in so quick, it felt good. <laughs> so then she talked about how she was going to be in uh, Lake Oswego. Oswego. Oh, it's Oswego. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oswego. Uh, for a wedding in July, which tells you how out of date this is. Oops. Uh-oh. So, uh, so any potential opportunities to to meet her at that point have gone. Oh, we fucked off. up. We've <laughs> met at least one other listener in person that was in town. Yeah, we went to a bar with her. Because we totally didn't check this email quickly mm. enough. Uh, yeah. but, no, but nevertheless, we appreciate the the sentiment. Sorry. <laughs> and then she and then she passed along a link to um a page at Berkeley to prove that she's a real person. Oh, I good. Verify, I verified there is a person on that page with her name. So. Oh, right on. And then she tried uh, to so. sell us uh new nano adapters and dick yeah. pills. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those dick pills were great. 
Um, I would also like to shout out to, uh, on our Facebook page, Stacey Heslin Thomas, uh, commented when we posted the Family Matters episode, and she kind of talked about how she liked when we do, it's the four of us, and we do these kinds of shows, which kind of led to this TGIF thread, don't you think? Yeah, TGIF-a-thon. Yeah, it's sort of what convinced me we should do Full House, because she wrote kind of some good feedback. I still like when we do other shit, you know, oh, yeah. um, non-this-era stuff, but, and we will, but I, I kind of get it that people, this is what they want, you know? Yeah, I think uh, I think this is always the, this is the place where we'll come back to, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll deviate, we'll stretch, we'll go to some different places, but I don't think we'll ever go too long without coming back to something from... From an 80s or 90s era sitcom. Yeah, pretty much. You know what we haven't done yet is Who's the Boss? Is there a special episode of that? Probably. We should look into that. The one where Angela has, I don't know. Herpes? Yeah. (laughs) Angela. Anyway, that's cool. Is there any more? Is there any more mail, or should we? Uh, That is all of the mail that was worth reading. But uh, feel free. Damn. Fuck you to everyone else who wrote his mail. Yeah, well, like I said, everybody. We got. Aw, David. (laughs) Aw, poor David. People have either very high or very low opinions of David Bates and Hoffer. David, when we're laying in bed together later, I'll soothe you. I hope so. I look forward to it. Like I said, we did get a handful of of suggestion emails. Those have all been read and so noted. So, uh, and I think if we, when we do one of those, we'll give a shout out to. if anyone in particular recommended it to us as well. We should so. do a tear in a while where we all do pick a fan show. That's yeah, the only way I'll actually like address it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, send us emails. We'll try to check that more often and uh, and respond to them. It really validates us when you send us emails. Yeah, totally, totally. And check in on the Facebook page and all that and all that fun stuff. Uh, so So David, if... If somebody wanted to contact you and tell you how awesome you are, instead of instead of just throwing you under a bus and stabbing you, that's a big if. It's a big <laughs> if, but if they wanted to, where might they go to do that? Well, you can find me get physics wrong all the time on Twitter <laughs> at, at Doctor Vitz, Doctor Spelled Out, and you can read some writings on the Real Gentleman of uh, how about you, Carolyn? Uh, first of all, David, I just want to say that you'll never be lonely because I learned that you can suck your own dick. <laughs> that does help situations. Because <laughs> you were doing it during that letter, and that was a great comeback. <laughs> uh, That's what I do when I get sad. I just go to my happy place. Sadly sucking your own dick. Yeah. Uh, I am Carolyn Maine. You may find me at www.carolynmaine.com. Uh, Carolyn Maine Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, and I've made the card game Pitch Please. I don't know if the website will have anything on it yet, but there is pitchplease.fun, and look for that for sale soon, and look for the Pitch Please podcast, which is also forthcoming to your ear holes. Do you want to talk more about that? Um. Okay, yeah. So the game is, you got 52 movie cliches, and we're going to be having local talent and guests and comedians make up movie pitches in 60 seconds using three other five cards. Pitch Please, the game of the 60-second screenplay. So basically, come on over and we'll make up some weird movies in Imagination Fun Time Land. 
So you're going to do your own uh, podcast uh-huh. about that? Yeah. And uh, how often is it going to come out? Uh, we don't have it pinned. We're thinking like monthly. Okay. Do you know? So, and that'll be on the... Um, River City Bruce. Podcast Federation. Okay. Yeah, and we'll we'll throw a link up on our on our show page. Ryan, how about you and the internet and such? Um, I have a website. It's ohyesverynice.com. O-H-Y-E-S, verynice.com. Uh, that's art stuff. Oh, yes, very nice is also my Twitter handle and my Instagram. Uh, you can read a blog I wrote called Full House Reviewed. I think it's what, The Real House... The Real Full House Reviewed WordPress or something at this point. You can just Google... Ghostbusters. Dot Ghostbusters. You could just Google Full House Reviewed and it'll probably come up. Um, or you can read a review of every episode of Full House ever. Written by me, including this one. I didn't go back and reread this one before I watched the uh, this. I thought it would be better not to remember what I had written about it, really. Um, anyway, that's all. That's enough stuff. I, I also resisted the urge to go back and read your post on this episode before we recorded it. Well, uh, you can just go to uh, fullhousereview.com. Yeah, that's get it where you need to go. Yeah. And I'll throw a link to that in uh, in this post as well. Uh, you can find you can find me on Twitter, uh, maybe not getting physics right, but at least getting the pun right at Austin Gordon. And you can read my writing at the real gentleman of leisure dot com. Uh, as for the show, you can follow us on Twitter at AVSE pod. Uh, you can check out our Facebook page, uh, Facebook dot com slash AVSE pod. And you can uh, send us those emails that we read from earlier via avsepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, show is available on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, and you can download episodes directly on our website, a very special episode podcast.com. We are also a part of the River City Feder- Podcast Federation, uh, which is rivercitypodcastfederation.com. And you can find us listed there along with some other cool shows that you should check out. And as long as we are, uh, as long as we're plugging uh, stuff from the past, uh, we also all did a podcast called Saved by the Bell Reviewed. And I assume most people listening to that know us from listening to this know us from that. But, you know, we might have some new listeners that uh, don't know that, don't know why we keep talking about Screech and Miss Bliss and, and Gary loving roles and whatnot. So I bet that guy who sold us those Chinese minerals is yeah, new you, and yeah, wants totally. to hear about Say by the Bell Reviewed. Uh, so, so if you want to and you haven't checked it out, go to sbtbreviewed.com and you can find all 130-some-odd old episodes uh, of of uh, that podcast as well. We watched so many episodes of that show. Oh, boy. We watched all of them. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. Yes, we did. Uh, yeah, that wraps things up for this episode for a very special episode. I am Austin Gorton, and I am off to not have sex in my apartment. That was a very special episode We dissected that shit from head to toe Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons Oh how we've grown Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode Next time on a very special episode want you to know
So before we dive into the episode proper, let's take a couple of minutes for a quick mailbag check, which oh, we mentioned mail. in our previous episode. Um, we received a lovely email from Lou Aaron. Uh-huh. Wait, saying, should we do this at the end? Or I'm sorry. Know, do you want to do it now or at the end? I feel like we should we do, do it. At, I don't want to who ride your shit or whatever, but I feel like yeah. that's an end yeah. thing. Okay, we'll do it at the end. Okay. I'll just, uh, I'll just cut all this out. All right, thanks. I sorry. was worried if I brought... I was worried if I brought it up at the end, you'd be all like, this fucking episode's long enough. Let's oh, just I see. Go home. Now, it's good to do the mailbag. No, Ryan would never say that. Or... <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry I'm like this, you guys. <laughs> all right.